Hey, oh, I don't know. We just dive right in because why wouldn't we? Um, I had a funny moment with my kids this morning and it, they always have a great way of putting things into perspective with me. And I, I don't know, you know, kids have it figured out. I think we're the ones In my journey, I feel like the more that I return to the person that I was when I kid, the better off I am. And yeah, so they help in that return. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey on this season five vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show You know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey. This journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven, it really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw, and I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's It's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever. It was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud. So we can all do our dreams. Heyo, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And I'm your host, Hannah Ness. Been doing dreams since good old 2019. Right? Yeah. That was the year that this officially started. I would say I started making moves and really thinking about that in 2018 when I turned 30. (laughs) I was like, what am I doing here? feel like I've been adulting for a while, not really getting the hang of it, feel like I should feel happier in life, feel like I've accomplished everything. 
not sure what this void is all about, not sure what this whisper is all about, not sure why I can't get things to just stay calm in my life. And mostly the reason is because when you're not answering your call, and you know what it is, you know what the wild is saying to you, because it speaks clearly and chaotically right? Like it wrecks havoc on your life. And every second that your life comes up in this upheaval, it's there saying, you know what you're supposed to be doing. When are you going to wake up? When are you going to do this? And you're like, shh, no, don't, don't keep saying these things to me. And that was me at 30. Like, I know I hear you. Ugh. Right? And the more that I tried to silence them, the louder that they got. And I would say the closer <clears throat> that I got to running from them, the worse life became. And there wasn't opportunities to run anymore. And so that's really what we're doing here. <laughs> Like, what happens when you turn and face that call, when you silence that whisper and you give it a chance to live out loud? What happens? And that was kind of the, the question of this show. All right, fine. If you're not going to be quiet, whisper. If you're going to start yelling instead of whispering at me, I'm going to walk straight towards you. What are you saying? And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to follow. And so started, really started the journey in 2018 around my 30th birthday. On my 30th birthday, I was like, okay, I know that it's, it's writing, it's speaking, it's, it's, it's entrepreneurship. I know that that's what it is. Then I got to start figuring that out. Like all these books that I just buy to post on Instagram to be like, I read books and people would believe that because I actually had been accomplishing things. And so no one would be like, oh, what? Hannah reads important business and um, psychology books? I would have never. No, you knew that. And people knew that. And so I just keep posting them, but I would never read them, right? Because I was too busy to read and I didn't really really read, but I always wanted to read. And I always wanted to be a bookstore girly. And I always wanted to like have a reason to read and, and all the things like I wanted that. And I wanted it, but not really. Not like enough to actually do something with it. Not enough to finish a book. Not enough to to read the words and let them sink in. Not enough to give myself silent space to do something with that information. And so I just like let it continue to fade in and out of a whisper forever, right? No, not when I turned 30. So then I committed to actually reading books. I was going to read books. Like, I know. You're like, that's not a big deal. I read books all the time. Or I don't read books. Or I don't know what your situation is. Not a big deal. Just read a book. It is a big deal. Especially when you have, like, when your life, and for me, right, my accomplishment was was really just based on my ability to hustle. 
and grind and keep showing up. And I will say that I am like, I am the work. The work is what I enjoy doing. I like, (laughs) I have to sit in meetings. I will go insane. I promise you. If we are not actually doing the work, the work, and I know meetings are a part of the work, but like if we're not actually doing the work, then I'm not interested and I'm not interested in building organizations that aren't about that work. Like I get, there are necessary steps to doing all of this, but the work. That's what I like. So anyways, because my life was really based on how much success I could kind of gather and warrant and post, um, it was exhausting and I had to keep moving and I had to be everywhere and I had to make sure that I was the perfect person and, and everything had to look perfect and, and present itself as perfect. And it wasn't my reality, Right. But it didn't matter as long as y'all saw the perfection. And at 30, I was like, this is not sustainable. And it's not perfect. I can feel this bubbling existence that is begging to get out. Begging. And so at 30, I started following that at, um, in 2019, April of 2019, I would record my first audio sessions because I didn't know how to actually produce a podcast. So I just forced myself to start as consistently as I possibly could and just start recording audio. And so there is from April until August or no, July, um, just audio bits of me recording my first podcast. And they weren't podcasts because I didn't know how to produce podcasts. They're just pure audio that I could click record on my computer. And that would be the first step. Like that's what I could consistently do. I tried writing. I couldn't stick to it. I had nothing to write about and I had it. I had everything and nothing to write about. And I didn't know where I was going. And so I just sort of followed my voice there. And sure enough, as soon as I started recording, literally as soon as I started recording, that whisper never came back. It has been silenced ever since. There's never a whisper sort of continually urging me forward saying, change the world, change the world, change people's lives. What are you doing? This is not it. This is not it. This is not it. I'm going to keep yelling. I'm going to keep coming at you until you start doing it. What are you doing? I told you to change people's lives. I told you you're here to to do that work. I'm like, stop it. No, I'm not. And this works. Can't you see, right? And this is just me talking to that whisper. Like, shh, I don't, I can't. What you're saying is too abstract. Please leave me alone. Please. And it didn't. It was like, no. And then it started showing up and like mystical beings. And I can't even begin to explain some of the stuff that I saw. And then I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I see this vision of myself. This like peaceful, floating, joyful, lovely, healthy, engaged, whole human. Not this broken sort of facade of a person that I'm being, I can see her. 
I see her. And that vision of her and the way that she moved through the world, I think, pulled me into forcing myself to to do something about it, to start answering that whisper, to start the work that was ahead of me. And I, I knew what it was. I knew what it was. And I just had to keep pulling myself back from my old self. Because there's grooves there. They're deep. They're lovely. I love returning to them once in a while. Like, oh, yes. Oh, this victim mentality. I could just take a nap here. Yes. I remember. Ooh. Ooh, spiteful, hateful Hannah. She's like real quick witted and funny and fast moving. Let's go be her. Ah, yes. And I'm like, oh, dang it. We can't stay here. It's not conducive to the life that we're living now. But it was fun to put those pants on for a little while. They're the stretchy ones, right? Like, they're they're like maternity pants on Thanksgiving Day. That is me returning to that old self once in a while. Like, yes, just let me stay here for a little bit. And I always know it's like, ah, I'll be at something and I'll be spouting off about something and then I'll be like, mm. that was comfy and kind of fun, but we can't live there. But it's really easy. It's crazy how easy it is to be back in that person. It's just so much easier. She's just like spouting swear words and like living her best life and attacking everyone so quickly, so wittingly. Like, come on. She's the belle of the ball. She's amazing. She can bury people. And what I've begun to get to know about myself is that those who have that ability, and I, I do, like, listen. Um, and choose not to use that are the ones in true power. And so finding a way to sort of hold the sword but yield it, if that makes any sense, um, that... That really is the superest superpower that I have gained through all of this. So um, that is my great thing. I don't know that it is um, an actual great thing, but I, I think so. And it's going to lead us into where we're going. So my great thing has just been continuing on this journey, starting to talk more about the journey. And I don't know why this just feels like the right time. Um, I've been waiting for the right time for me to just continue showing up for this and, and just do it. And I can't tell you other than just sheer intuition and doing it like I knew that it was never going, and I would say this for anything and anyone, what you want to do and when you're ready to do it and when the world aligns with you, there is no force required. Like, 
I don't have to be like, yeah, we're going to do this post. Come on. We're going to get up. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about the thing. I don't have to do that. Yeah. Ooh, we're going to reach out to that person. We're going to cold call them. It's going to be miserable. We're going to do it. I don't, nope. I don't have to put myself up for that. It's the things that I want, that I crave, that I know are mine. I, I just do. And yeah, some things take motivation, but I will just say like most of the things that I do fall under discipline, not motivation. They just fall into how I run my daily life. And if I have to pump myself up to do it, probably isn't something that's ready to get done. There's a reason. There is. Motivation does not last. That's why I don't like being a motivational speaker. That's why I don't like coming in and, and, and doing a, a speech and people being pumped up and then leaving and being like, wait, what did they talk about? Like, no, if I'm going to make an impact, like you need to leave with something. And then I think all the time about this is why though motivational speakers are necessary because it, it takes that one spark. It does. It does. You know? Like, we don't get into reading books because we comfortably stroll into a bookstore. We probably start with the safer bet, which is like anonymity and, and, and anonymously purchasing something online, probably from Amazon or wherever, right? Because what if it doesn't work? Because all the things. So it's like, okay, that's safe. And then once we read the book, we're like, okay, I think I can be physically present with with more books around this thing. I can go into a, a bigger thing. And then your next step might be Barnes and Noble. And then after that, you're feeling better. You've gone there a couple times. You feel more engaged with what you like. You 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 have a better understanding of, of your genres. You have a better understanding of just book culture in general. You like curling up with a book. You're reading. You're doing it. So then you might go into a smaller bookstore, an indie bookstore, right? Because I think what's scary about those is there's mirror there. There's probably someone who's going to be paying attention to you there. And if you don't know what you're talking about, you don't know what you want to read, you don't know all of these things, it can be a super scary place. And so I'm a big proponent for local and small everything. Okay. Um, but I understand that there are stair steps to all the things that we engage with and the safety that comes with the online component, right? Before you go into the store, before you, whatever, like make sure that you're not going to go in there and like have to sit eye to eye with the owner of that thing and not leave with anything because you didn't like it. Like there's truth to that, you know? And I get it. So I think, you know, more than anything, do, do what you're comfortable in, do 
with what you're comfortable with, do the things. And it doesn't all happen in one fell swoop. And it is those little teeny tiny steps forward. Um, And we're all beginners in something, whether it's, it's reading again for the first time or podcasting or, um, going back to school or I don't know what it is, what that dream is, but we're all going to be starting something over. We just are. And hopefully we are forever. We're always learning. There will be a day when I get my vision piano and I learn how to play the piano and I will be a beginner at that. And I will probably be terrible at it because I really lack rhythm. I it's, it's perplexing because I do and I don't and I can't quite nail down. I can copy rhythm. And if I were making up my own, I think I could get there. But if I have to join in on someone else's rhythm, I'm lost from the start. So whatever, I will, I'll figure it out. I will. Um, but we're, we're all beginners. And I just want to give you this little tidbit from my life today. Cause I thought it was just amazing. It was amazing and such an amazing lesson and important one. So my two daughters, 10 and seven, amazing human beings. I don't know how I got this blessed in this life to have these two humans in my life. Like they're incredible. Um, they really are. They are always impressing me. And so yesterday I was upstairs on a meeting. We had delayed school because it has been negative 1000 degrees here as of late. And so I'm upstairs. I'm in a meeting. I'm like, you have to get ready for school. Um, cause I'm not going to be able to write, keep you going. So here are the things that you need to accomplish. And by the time I get out of my meeting, they need to be done and we got to get out the door. Okay, mom, that sounds good. So I get done with my meeting. I come down. I'm like, okay, you dressed. Great. Did you pack your lunches? No, but mom, we just learned acro yoga. Um, like to, to do acro yoga together in pairs, acro yoga couples. So we've been doing that. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. totally. That was on the list. Um, cause of course it was, of course I was like, make sure that you get your, tandem acro yoga routine in make sure that you do that don't miss that right we got a lot to get done in the next two hours so don't miss that that's on your list for sure no what was on their list get dressed brush your hair and pack your lunches and they did do they did get dressed they did get dressed so i was feeling actually pretty good about that because you know if acro yoga (laughs) tandem acro yoga comes across your screen i'm kind of with them like that sounds like more fun than 
warming up the water, putting the water in our thermoses, making sure that the homemade chili is put into our thermoses, making sure that they're at their right temperature that's so that they maintain their temperature, making sure that we pack celery and clementines and our water. Like that sounds so boring compared to trying this brand new thing, this acro yoga. So I'm with them. I would have done probably the same thing. <clears throat> so they show me a couple poses that they did. I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty impressive. Like you really have to be in sync with one another and you're doing these innate poses together and you're, you're holding them and it takes a lot of strength and balance. And so I watched a little bit of their routine. I was pretty impressed. And then I'm like, okay, but we have to go. <laughs> we have to go. Sorry. Love that you learned this new skill today, this morning, before we went to school, within the hour that I gave you to get three things accomplished, you accomplished this. And I think that's really cool, but we got to go. You got to get to school. We have to get lunches figured out because we did not do that. And so I, they go through their day, they come home, they work on it some more. They come home from dance and volleyball and all the activities at night. And they work on it some more before they go to bed. And as they're getting ready for bed, they're like, mom, I'm setting my alarm tomorrow because we'd like to wake up and, and work out. And our workout is going to obviously be acro yoga, which we're working on our routines. We're working on perfecting the skills. So we're going to wake up at six. And this is what our schedule is going to be from here on out. This was going to be a part of our daily routine now. And I just look at them like, wow, that seems extreme, but I'm excited about whatever you're excited about. So let's go. So I'm downstairs this morning, I'm doing my typical routine. I'm reading my books. I'm writing my journal, getting ready to go work out myself. And they come down. And yeah, they're like, surprisingly, they're awake. They're upbeat. They're ready to go. You know, they got this new thing that they're going to work on. Who isn't when we have new things that we're going to do? So they go to like pull up the videos, the training videos for this acro yoga. And they're not training videos, by the way, they're just watching people get into these poses and they're copying that. So they pull up the video. My one daughter finds the video and she's like, I found it. I found it, Emery. I found it. And so she rushes it over and my older daughter looks at the video and she goes, what? This is not the right video. And, you know, my younger daughter's just kind of feeling, oh, man, I got it wrong. You know, little sister stuff. And she goes, this is not the right video. This is beginner. <laughs> We're not beginners. And here I am, like, really just, just analyzing literally the last 24 hours. Because we're even under 24 hours at this point. And I'm like, you accessed one video for probably less than 30 minutes. You looked at five or six skills. You duplicated them. You practiced them. You never opened another video after that. You practiced those five skills three times 
you're waking up to begin again on that adventure, on this journey of the acro yoga, tandem acro yoga, and you're no longer a beginner. And then I'm going, well, do I tell them? Like, you're still a beginner. You just started yesterday. How are you not a beginner? Right? Do I break that down with them? Do I have that conversation? Do I go there? And this is what I'm going over in my head. Like, kind of like, what? You're still a beginner. 10,000 hours? Have you read a book? Do you know how much it takes to not be a beginner? But then... I'm going over in my head like, well, I mean, technically, no, you're not. You began yesterday, but is the first time you do something your beginner phase? How many times do you have to do something to be out of the beginner phase? And because I didn't really have a number, a solid something that I could come back at them with when they asked, because they would. Well, mom, then when are you not a beginner anymore? And I'd be like, I don't know. A couple weeks, a couple months. I don't know what non-beginner status is. There's not really a metric. So then I'm like, once you've begun, you're no longer a beginner, right? Essentially, I think the way that they broke it down in their heads is correct. We began. And after we began, we are no longer beginning. We have begun. And so we are not beginners. And so she refused to even watch that video. Like, nope, I am above this. I have started. I have started the descent. Right? I am, I am, I am here. I have done things. I have started. And so I just, I think that that was a really powerful moment for me because how often do we just like, oh no, I really am just kind of getting into this. And I think about that a lot, like with my writing and with podcasting. And I talk down about a lot of the things that I've done traditionally because Well, I really just, I gave myself the opportunity because no one was going to give me a microphone. And even when my corporate job did, it just was not enough to sort of fulfill this need, this call, this thing that I wanted to do. It wasn't enough. And it wasn't enough because it was fitting into a box that was not fitting for me. And so I had to just blow it up, do something different, try something new, period. It wasn't enough wasn't enough. And so I kind of wrecked that ship. I gave myself a microphone. I figured out how to podcast. I, I did the things I, I did. That's what I did. And, you know, obviously, I mean, a thousand 1100 episodes later, we wouldn't call me a beginner to podcasting, I don't think. Um, right? And a book later, we we wouldn't call me a beginner as a writer. And I write roughly, um, probably about 5000 words a day. Um, Yeah, I would say, no, not a beginner. 
Not a beginner. Nope. Not a beginner. But I don't know that I would have said that as soon as my kids did. And maybe that is the mark. Once you've begun, you are no longer a beginner. You've done it. You've done it. And if you've done it once, then you're there. You're doing it. Everything is easier after the first time. I don't know. Yeah, probably. It is. Because you, you got it. You figured it out. You figured something out. And so I think my daughter's measure might be the correct one. We drop the beginner title, badge, whatever, as soon as we've begun. We've done it. So we can leave those videos behind. <laughs> and it's a bold one. But I think everything we want to do in life requires that kind of boldness. And I wish that I hadn't gotten rid of mine because, you know, the world sort of demanded that boldness leave. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah Nuss. And I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and, and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters. Change the world.